Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Welcome back to Hashtag Single. It is me, Jeanette, your host. Um, And I have with me in the studio today, Grace Lee, who is a dating coach and online dating specialist and founder of A Good First Date in New York City. Grace, thank you so much for being here with me. Oh my gosh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Are you excited to be the first expert of the new year? I feel so much smarter just sitting here as the first. They're like, oh, wow, (laughs) you're going to set us up for all of our good decisions in 2020. (laughs) It's all on you. No pressure. Um, So tell us, tell us about a good first date. Um, Why did you start it? What's your philosophy behind it? How did you get started in this business? So um, like a lot of dating coaches out there, I started in banking. Sure. Um, (laughs) A a natural natural transition. A natural path. Uh, (laughs) So I was a banker. I worked in England and Hong Kong and Shanghai. Oh, my God. And followed this very traditional path. Like I met my husband at a restaurant, which nobody does anymore. No. Um, I had kids like, you know, boy, girl, two years apart. I had this very. Oh, my God. Live in the American dream. Yeah, Yeah, completely. Very standard dream life. And, you know, things happen in marriage when you have little kids. And so in 2009, we split and I took the kids and moved to New York City. Um, I was 34, never really been single, have never really dated. I mean, back then, way back then, (laughs) there was no, there were like no dating apps. True, true. Um, Yeah, so I discovered Match.com and just threw myself into the world of online dating like some kind of rabid maniac. <laughs> I think I dated. Um, I apologize to all the people I dated during this period. Um, but yeah, I, I was just really, really excited and enthusiastic to be online. It was like a whole new world yeah. to me. Um, and I, I didn't really have, you know, any objectives per se. I was just there for the experience of dating. And somehow in that period, I had put my name down um, on a matchmaking database and a few years ago, was called by the matchmaking service to um, interview as a potential match for one of their clients. Mm-hmm. And in the course of the interview, which was the most, like, it was the funnest interview I've ever been to because it was all about me and my romantic disasters. <laughs> I think one of the questions was, like, why, you know, why are you still single? Nice. <laughs> and I just, I don't think I answered that question. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. But anyhow, so um, long story short, I became a matchmaker and I worked in that space. Wait, wait, um, how did you go from being like a potential client to like actually? I was I was speaking to her and I just said, is this really your job? Like you run around the city and talk to people about dating and you get paid for that? <laughs> like, I'm totally going to do so that. What am I doing wrong with my life? Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so I was lucky enough to join and had a very brief stint as a matchmaker um, and, you know, met 
tons. I mean, I met hundreds of single men and women all over the city, all ages, all situations. Really loved hearing their stories. And um, and I, I guess what I realized from my experience is that, you know, definitely finding the right person is important. But more often than not, um, it's not really about meeting the right person. It's about showing up in a certain way that I guess knowing how to communicate, knowing how to relate and and also like really knowing what you want. Mm. And that was the part that really fascinated me. So I left the matchmaking business and started a good first date with the intention of really helping people figure out what was happening, what was going wrong in their dating life. And I guess, you know, my role as an online dating specialist is sort of, it is always part of my program because Unlike, I guess, everyone I speak to, I really love the dating apps. I think they're an amazing way for people to make connections and to learn about themselves. But like a Formula One race car, if you don't know how to drive, you're going to crash and burn. And then probably crawl out of the crash site and find another car and do it again. Oh, my God. (laughs) So whatever. I'm like driver's ed or whatever. I I feel like, you know, 10 years of um, learning the hard way, I hope to help people do it better and not hit their their head against the wall on this stuff i love that so much um i can i read this well i'm gonna read this to people who are listening this is i just stole this off your website um so hopefully you wrote it Uh, (laughs) but i love that it says dating is not about getting what you want it's about human connection when we approach dating as a pass fail exercise it is a waste of time relationships come in all forms and these connections lead to something else that's equally important happiness i think that's like so clutch is that we forget sometimes that I mean, a lot of people are here for an end result, but because you can't possibly make that happen, just the the fact that you're going through this as a journey at all um, and that ultimately all you want to do is become a happier person. I I think that's something that gets lost in this slog of online dating. Totally. I mean, it's become so goal-oriented. Yes. And really... I find people want the relationship more than the person. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, they're seeing dates as a conduit to a safe island where they can, you know, live and be happy and, and be in love as if when you're on that island, nothing wrong. Right, exactly. Nothing bad could happen. And, relationships are so blissful. <laughs> and, and, like, don't you want to make sure that the person you're on the island with, with is the right person? Right. And I think, you know... Unfortunately or fortunately, a lot of the characteristics. I mean, when I ask people what they're looking for, it's always the same. It's Tell always me, what the do, same. What do people say? Um, okay, well, I I really want someone who's kind, uh-huh. um, and you know has this shit together. <laughs> yeah. Um, humor is super important to me. He has to be able to make me laugh. Do um, men say this too? I want mm, not really. <laughs> what do men say? Um, smart, pretty. Well, there has to be chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she just, I don't know, she's, you know, what's really funny, actually, is men, women come to me, and they say, well, there are just no good guys out there. I don't know where all the good guys are. It's New York City. Um, and guys are like, what am I doing wrong? <gasps> oh, my God, it's so tragic. <laughs> but it, but I think, I think that there needs to be a little bit of that. Always, because, I mean, if you've been single, let's say 
what I'm 30, I'm 44, 34. I've been dating for 10 years. Let's say I go on, you know, let's be conservative. Let's say I go on, I go on 12 dates a year. Mm-hmm. So that's 120 people. Out of those 120 people, what are the chances that not one of them had the potential to become a long-term relationship? Not one. Right. And and then usually I go on two dates a week. So how many people is that? Right. And I've, you know, I mean, I'm definitely above the curve on that. But like there are women and men particularly. No, I would say more women because men have a harder time getting dates that have been on that many dates. Hmm. And so the question really is. And I don't like the word wrong because there's no right or wrong. No, of course not. But it's like, what is your pattern? It's like this. What are you doing? What's the outcome? Is that working for you? Right. How is that working out for you? Like not in a shitty, not in a shitty way. Like how's that working? But just like, are you happy with that outcome? And if not, then you need to do something to disrupt it. Just like anything in life. Just like anything, You know what I mean? Yeah. If you take a look at your choices and say, well, I'm not where I want to be in my job or I'm not at the the physicality that I'd like to be at or I don't like my living space, we're really good at, at like reevaluating totally. and saying like, uh, what can I do to change this? And yet we're completely paralyzed in dating of like, well, I'll just keep doing more of what I'm doing. It's a numbers game. And eventually numbers it'll game. end up okay. Well, I mean, love is, you know, a function of serendipity, timing, and honestly, a little and a little bit of skill, but it's like luck. You know, if you... If you, any love story has an element of timing and luck, and it's this guy, person probably exists, but it's not a spreadsheet and right, you know, carefully tracking different metrics to find this person. And, um, you know, it's not, I think, the other thing that people have to realize. So, one, all of these characteristics that they want is someone trustworthy, is someone loyal and consistent. It's going to take more than a month. To figure that out. It, it might take a year. It might take longer. Yeah. You may not be exclusive for two years. It That's, you know, that is the nature of what we're talking about. And so people want their food in 30 minutes. They want their mm-hmm. whatever, the pencil that they ordered to come right now. But unfortunately or fortunately, in the space of human relationships, you do need time. You do need time. And, you know, one example of this is the first date. And I have some pretty specific parameters around what a first date should look like. And their reasons are for this very reason. So I believe that a first date is really not a date. It's a meeting. Mm, definitely. And it, that doesn't mean it shouldn't be romantic or fun or flirty. And I, you know, I think that, that it must be that. It, but, it has to be that, yeah. But it really shouldn't be, I would say, max two drinks. So maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, agreed. And you don't go deep. You don't share your relationship history. You don't – you really just keep it, you know, on par with how long you've known that person. And you're just really, like, getting – establishing a rapport, like, just talking about – I mean, I think the best dates are the ones you kind of talk about bullshit, you know, or you just – you don't give too much of yourself. Mm. You know, you give personality. You establish rapport. But then – that's it. And when people come out of first dates and they're like, oh, well, you know, his marriage fell apart because <gasps> oh, this. No, but and, and, and people want those details as if having those details can circumvent some kind of thing in the future. But actually, OK, so he cheated on his wife. Not a great thing that happened. But 
that's so much in the context of their relationship. You can't possibly extract that's that. That's so true. That's so true. And like, it's like they're going in trying to find these red flags. And right. They, they found it. You know, they found it. But it's actually like has nothing to do with these two people. And so, you know, you go on the date, you leave the date, you're confused, you feel good. That sucked. Whatever it is, you know. But let's say it was good. Like, let's say it was net-net good. What's going to be important is, you know, if two people, if, I mean, if both people are interested in seeing each other again. Right. And the follow-up. Yes. And because it's it's really easy to, like, talk for five hours, which I've done, and never hear from the person again. Absolutely. And Absolutely. It, totally, it totally hurts. And I think that's the other thing about this whole dating thing is it's just, like, self-preservation. This, this shit could take a long time. Right. And you need to make sure that you can get through it and stay positive and optimistic. And mm. so the reason behind that is really like, okay, let's see actions speak louder than words. Yep. So let's see between the first date and the second date. Like, is this person reaching out, communicating? Do you feel secure in your very superficial relationship with them? Um, and then, you know, the act of planning a second date is they have to ask you, <laughs> yes. they have to plan it, yes. i.e. they have to not do a hundred other things that they could be doing. They have to make sure it's convenient for you. Like all of these things mean a lot more than the, the third hour, fourth hour, fifth hour of your date. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I really think a, a first date is just to see in person how a person responds to you energetically. Like when you say something and it lands on the other person, how they receive it, how they listen to you and how they give it back. And if you can just have a little bit of that and yes, please, absolutely flirting, which is I say 98% of the time missing from dates, especially the ones I'm going on. Um, <laughs> That's that's all you need. And then, yes, like so much lies in that follow up, which for me is like 99% of the time missing this like it's not like really just ghosting. It's just a general laziness of like not following up with conversation, not following up with like going out again. And I think like I have a really hard time getting to the second date just because there's this massive drop off in I don't know if it's interest or just communication, but a massive drop off between date one and date two for people that I have said, I'd like to see you again. Hmm. It's really interesting. So, I mean, like a lot of my uh, introspection has been being curious about why this behavior exists. And I'm kind of playing with the idea of like how online culture in general and like, yes, absolutely. That urgency of needing something right now. And if you're not getting it right now, like forgetting about it, like a baby's memory. Like, I think that if you can identify that, okay, something is happening on the first date that's not getting you to the second date, then yeah. that's definitely something to look at if it's a pattern, right? But, um, you know, and and I'm a little bit traditional when it comes to men asking women on the second date. I think that women can ask guys on the first date, but for the second one, I usually wait for the man to lead. But, mm, you know, interesting. What I normally do is to say either I don't do anything at all or I'll say, yeah, it was really fun. You know, thanks for taking me out. It was really fun. And then like letting him step up. Yeah. Letting him step up. And if I don't hear from him for two weeks. That's fine. Like, I don't care. Because now you have enough information. 
No, it's not even that. It's just like I don't care. Like, the, like <laughs> he okay. doesn't he doesn't owe me anything. I don't owe him anything. That's true. That's true. I had a nice time. Um, my Bumble account's still open. <laughs> true I'm story. Still, I'm still going to go on other dates, and so is he, and that's cool. Like, that's fine. If I go on the second date with him, and the third date is two months from now, that's cool. Like, I'm not stopping the car. Right. And really. You know, and, and I think this is the other point that I have around this is that, I mean, I've been dating for 10 years, so I've met a lot of people. And a lot of these men that I've met have become very close friends and have played different roles in my life. You know, my mm. kids babysat my ex-boyfriend's child. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, one person helped me with my business plan. Oh, my um, gosh. One person had only one role, which was to um, introduce me to Radiohead. And then he disappeared for your contribution. (laughs) So, yeah, one person taught me that I, you know, kind of hate clams. Like, I don't know. It's just I think that when you're in it, when you're in it. Oh, yeah. My most recent date, you know, because I I'm single and I'm dating and I'm also working with single people. So I'm not so intense. I'm not sitting here like on a mountain telling people, you know, you should be more open. I love that. I think that's phenomenal. And so I go on this date. I arrive and like. Um, it just it just wasn't there. I mean, it wasn't there in like nope. a, like a pr- a pretty big way. Mm. Um, and I and I thought, you know, I'm always telling people to be more open. So like, shut up and just just make the most of it. Yeah. So this person had had like you know a certain degree of trauma in the past. Like it was it was very intense. Like it was a very intense person. Um, but somehow in our conversation, I learned. That New York, the New York City Police Department is the fifth largest army in the world. It's a good fact. That is so cool. When you rephrase it when using the word army, I know. It really, I like had a moment where I was like, and, damn. And I had a matcha latte. <laughs> so that was all I got. It's a good day. That was all I got. <laughs> but, you know, the case may be that I'm at a business function and I'm talking to somebody and I mentioned that fact and there that sparks some other conversation or I just hold that fact and enjoy it but you just don't know I don't I mean I don't think any of these interactions happened for no reason at all and it, you would be missing the value of that not five hours you'd be missing the value of that 45 minutes if you did not just okay so it's not the one first of all you don't know it's not the one it's not I don't want to have sex with him right now. Like, I'm not attracted to him. Whatever. He's He made a bad joke. He's too shy. He's not funny. He's awkward. You know, it's like, try to put that shit away and just learn his story. Like, just learn his story. I don't know. Like, just be a human being about it. This is not like, it's not a factory. Like, this is not hunting. You know, I said, like, are you dating or are you hunting? Mm. if you're hunting like you're you're looking for your prey you know like if you're dating if you're if you're hunting you're like hyper focused i thought of it the other day like when you're trying to have sex to get pregnant yeah it yeah, is yeah 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 so not fun it's they also so say fun. that it's not really effective yeah i mean yeah it's just like oh like your stress levels month, are higher you, know, you have to do it i remember like standing on my head afterwards like Wait, which really? Is great. Like just trying to wow. make sure. Um, which is not what I normally do. Were you do. naked? So <laughs> I have so many questions. Did your husband uh, hold your feet up? I don't think he's Sorry, here. we're we're digressing. Um so 
That's really funny. So I think dating is exactly this. You go on a date, you meet somebody, and you keep dating. You keep dating. And I love the idea of like, okay, well, maybe this didn't uh, work on any of those reasons you listed, which are all 100% valid reasons that I have felt. But um, what did I take from this? What what can... Um, yeah. It's almost like the way that at the end of the day, uh, sort of the... Uh, habit or the ritual of gratitude journaling. You're sort of like, well, today felt frustrating, but what is one thing that I can pay gratitude towards today? And if you go on a date and say, oh, all these things sucked, but you know what? I learned uh, something weird about the police department and I had a really nice matcha latte. Right. That feels so much so much more lovely than like going home and bitching to your girlfriends that like yeah he talked about his job too much and he didn't flirt with me and i found myself really bored you know instead of just being like focusing on the negative it's what tiny thing can i take out of it that was positive totally and i and it's not so much i mean that is the intention but i think when and i've you know whatever this is i do but i'm also single very single. <laughs> so you're in the right room, girl. So, so, so <laughs> the point is really just to like, all right, like we're here. Let's talk. And, yeah. and sometimes in these situations, I'm thinking, I'm, what can I do to make this person comfortable? Like, what can I do to bring out the best in this person just in case they're cool and I'm missing it? That's nice. And like, you talk to somebody and you poke around and you see like kind of where they light up. You know, and then I met with someone who, you know, served in Iraq and I was asking about the, I think they're called MREs, like the meals that they have. Oh, and he was talking about how they used to trade like M&Ms for whatever. And it was just funny. It was like lovely to think about these guys like in the middle of the desert trading M&Ms like yeah, in like sixth grade. Trading and, and, you know, he kind of... He kind of like lit up at the memory of that and it was it just revealed part of his personality that I thought was really cool. Um, sometimes I play a game with myself and it's whatever, it's my game where if I'm not having a good time, I'm still presenting in a positive way. Yeah. And my goal is to get asked on a second date. <laughs> it's like a challenge. You it's give a little yourself. bit of a it's a little <laughs> bit of a thing, like and because it will show me that I, I mean, that people person feel comfortable and heard. Yeah. And yeah, but I think people take dating way too seriously. I think people take rejection way too quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want a long-term relationship, but, but probably not with you. That doesn't make me bad at insincere, relationships. insincere yeah. when I go on the date. So the pattern in New York City that I've seen, you know, this is a very supercharged environment. People yeah. are ambitious. People want to get shit done. Yeah. And this is one of those things that you can't rush, unfortunately. And you have to just chill out. And, you know, we're Mm. single, which is to say we're unattached, which is to say we're free. But the value of freedom is having choice. And if you're sitting there going on a date and waiting for it to happen, you're not enjoying your freedom. Like you're just you're limiting yourself to that person. And it's like all this pressure is riding on this person. Yeah. It doesn't work out. And then all of that pressure plus whatever residual, you know, hurt or experience that we have there rests on this person. And so really, I'm a dating coach. I'm trying to pe- teach people how to date. I'm not a, I'm not a find your husband coach. Right. 
I don't give a shit about whether or not someone finds the person they love while they're working with me. That is not my concern. Like my concern is, do they feel confident? Do they feel comfortable? Do they know what they're doing? You know, when they're on a text with somebody on an app, what is the purpose of each text? How do they pivot out of bad conversations? How do they get on a date? How do they rule a date out? Like, I want to give them the skills and the tools to connect as human beings and to get what they, you know, they're going to match themselves. They're going to match themselves. People have met boyfriends and girlfriends while I've been working with them. We worked together for two months. Like, that's that's a miracle (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Right. But really, you're like hitch. But really, the question is, like, I. You know, I, I say this and, and not in a mean way, but I really don't care about John or Jackie. Like, I don't care about them. Like, I care about I care about the client. I care about how they're feeling, and I care about okay. Like, this has hap- This has now happened three times. So, what are some ways that we can experiment with your style so that you know this time? Like, let's say there's a woman who's like, she's like, I feel like a therapist on these dates. I feel mm. like. And I said, okay, well, in this state that you're going on, I want you to be super selfish. Just try it. Try it on. Why not? Because because why not? You've been single for 12 years. You try always try that. Change it up. This yeah. has always happened, you know. And when you're trying to write with your non-dominant hand, it feels really weird. But as you learn and have different outcomes, it's all about what you do, the outcome, and how you f- how it makes you feel. You know, if it makes you feel good – Great. Yeah. You know, if if you are – I mean, there's lots of examples. Oh, if he cheated on you, then that's not going to be a good relationship. That's not true. That's not true. I, I mean, it might be true for me. It's not true for that person. I'm not in the room. I don't know how that person makes her feel. Sure. And people change, obviously. People change or they don't. You know what I mean? It's like it might be fine. I don't know. Right. It's her truth. It's her life. Sure. It's her experience. Like – you know, great art and poetry are the result of heartbreak and whatever. It's part of the human experience. Sometimes it sucks and that's okay. (laughs) Do you think that there's so much pressure on the first date because we're having harder, harder time just in like meeting people in person? Like there's this plethora of people to meet on multiple apps and um, I don't know about you, but I, the people that I've been speaking with and certainly myself, we're experiencing a lot of like, like hay syndrome where people l- will like you and say hi and then they kind of disappear. So I feel like just getting off the damn app is a victory. But of course, what that means is it puts an enormous amount of pressure on you finally met a person sitting here in front of you. And is that why we have such a high expectation of that going so well? Well, first of all, dating apps are the pretty much the only technology that's out there that is getting people together in person. So I think we need that's to just true. like, you know, we need to to acknowledge that. Celebrate it. Yeah. At I least, mean, just at least we have that. it. Cuz listen, if I was limited to, I mean, no offense East Lansing, but if I was limited to that population that was a friend of my parents or a graduate of my high school, like not happy, not good situation for me. So Right. Um Dating apps are a very powerful tool for us. Married people don't make new friends. They don't meet new people because they don't have a way of connecting across geographies, across social barriers, across age barriers, professional barriers. So true, yeah. So this is a very democratic 
platform. Having said that, it you know, there are things that don't work. <laughs> um, I mean, 100% of people that I know would rather meet in person. And yet, yeah. nobody really is. We're buried. And, you know, I'm not going to go on that soapbox, but we're buried in other things. We're yep. distracted. You know, when you mentioned hey, um, it's really interesting. I So one of the people on one of my advisors, um, her name's Michelle McSweeney. She's a professor of linguistics. Um, she did her dissertation on text messaging. What? And, yeah, oh my she, God, how great. I mean, she's amazing. And she has really informed my process of how we write profiles and how we, how we text. And actually, through her work, I have this, I mean, it sounds kind of hokey, but the 10 text method, which is designed to either get you on a date or to exclude a date in 10 text messages. And so I run my clients through this and they are getting on dates faster and and it's just because we're very purposeful about the way that we text. But it turns out that if you're a woman who has matched a guy, there's pretty much nothing bad you can say. <laughs> like the studies have wow. shown there's pretty much nothing bad you can say except if you're like obnoxious, like um, I'm looking for these five things. I don't want to waste my time. You know, do you have them or not? Like that's a turnoff. Right. Um there was one other thing, but I can't remember what it was. Anyways, so so or if you're super unresponsive, but even then a guy will persevere. Like hmm. they'll push they'll push through it. Um, but for a man, obviously there's like a lot of things that you can you can disqualify yourself by saying certain things pretty easily. Like you can be inadvertently creepy. Yep. Um, you could respond too quickly, respond too slowly, um overtly sexual. Overtly sexual imply that you may not have a job. Um <laughs> You know, like all these things. And so, but it turns out that. Or wait, one of the things on your website, I really love this, the lazy author they're, oh. they're in one of your blogs. Oh, yeah. I, I'm like, oh, with, I love that phrase. It's uh, the lazy author is the guy that always, or the girl, whatever you're thinking, who always says, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Hey, how was your day? Well, I'll have to, I'll have to tell you that I actually advise my clients to open that way. I think it's a good opener, but I love the the idea that it, it is totally lazy just to be like, hey, how was your day? The, pro- the problem I have with it is not in opening a start a conversation with that. I have this running texting with my friend Jackie. Mm-hmm. And when a guy says it more than four times as a way to start a conversation for the, the next day, yeah. I'm out. We're out. I like, well, you're like, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you doing today? How are you doing today? How are you doing today? What are you doing today? And it, it came to the point where it didn't matter how I answered the question because yeah. it was like Groundhog Day. It would like reset the next day. <laughs> okay. So I have a couple of responses to that. Um, so the first is, you know, in the 10 text method, I have to find a new way of saying that. I like it. It's jazzy. The 10 text method. Anyways, so in the way that I approach texting, the hey, how are you? is really there. It's like you're pinging the person like, are you still interested? Are you still there? Are you still alive? Yep. Do you then want to talk? Yeah. If, if the woman is borderline interested, then that's a good filter. Like she's not that interested. So she's not going to respond to, hey, how are you? If I see a profile and he's hot as hell and interesting and mentioned, you know, hip hop, I'm going to respond enthusiastically, right? right? Like that wouldn't bother you. It wouldn't bother me right. at all. I'm the same. So all that is is, hey, how are you and how interested are you? And then what I normally do is I'll respond. Some people are like, oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Like that is not how I No, respond. that's a conversation. I'll dead say, end. I'm doing great, except I went to Starbucks and they put the wrong – they got my order screwed up. 
whatever something stupid something just a story from your day something yeah, super absolutely. dumb something super dumb um and then we can kind of like you know my next question is oh so what are you you know and i uh, ask a question and i answer it for myself so i'll say oh what are you into these days like recently i've been to a lot of concerts so i'll put that there and then That's that smart. way yeah. he'll be able to say oh cool like I've never heard of that artist. And and I'll always mention something that I like to talk about. So it know? doesn't feel like an interview. It's not an interview. It's, it's a question, but it's, it's an offer as well. It's yeah, it's like it's a conversation. And I'm going to I'm going to make it really easy for this guy because I work with men. And they are they're They just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> And in the oh, sweetest, it's so satisfying to hear you say that. But but in the sweetest way, <laughs> like in the sweetest way. And I think we're in a, a lot of times we can be too hard on them and we they, we just need to throw them a bone, you know? And so in the case that you mentioned, like, hey, how are you? Like, I have guys like torturing themselves, like literally torturing themselves over what to say. They don't oh know God. and they don't want to Poor things. There's, there was one... <laughs> There was one situation where he labored and labored over this, how to respond to this woman. And what he came out with was kind of insulting, but he's, he was crazy about this girl. He really liked her. And so now as I'm dating, it's, it's just like, I, I'm just going to help this guy out. Like there was a case where this guy was coming on really, really strong. And I said, Normally, I would have unmatched him, but I said, "Hey, um, you know, can I can I give you a little bit of like blunt feedback?" Mm. He's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Look, you seem really cool, but the way that you're texting me right now is really sexual, and I feel uncomfortable meeting you because it seems to be laden with expectation, and I'm that just makes it feels like you don't want to get to know me." That's so grown up. I love it. And he said no of course not like of course i want to get i mean whether or not he meant that i don't know but yeah but it was just like okay like i got it off i got it off my mind you have a chance to respond to it now when we go on the date even if he does want to hook up i mean i hope he wants to hook up right but but then he knows like that's not that's not how i work yeah and he can take it or leave it in in a nice way like i'm making it very clear to him how I operate and giving him the choice. I love that. And he could turn out to be great. He could turn out to be a jerk. Like, I don't know, but there was enough there in our conversation where I felt like, oh, I, I think he's cool. Mm. I just had that recently. And I, I like the way you responded to it better. I, I came out like he, this guy just like every time I tried to change the subject, he was like, but let's talk about your ass again. And I was like, ooh, yeah, I, I was right. like, I finally yeah, was just like, that's really aggressive. I, and I, I got really mm. frustrated and upset. And I said, you're obviously like a douchebag asshole. I'm not looking for no, that. But like, that's no, but, but the, no, but it the, wasn't the best way to respond. No, no, no. Like, and actually, no, I think the best way to respond is the first time that he said it. I mean, that's that's pretty. That's really aggressive. And I would, and, and the thing is, as a, so the number one fear for women on dating apps is that they, they could be hurt, you know? Sure, of course. The number one fear for men is that the woman will be fat. Oh, <laughs> I was, so. I was thinking there's this old adage that like, women are afraid that men will hurt them and men are afraid that women will laugh at them. N- no, there's, but no, yours is funny. There's no mention of laughing. <laughs> So, but if a guy... Men are afraid... That's their number one fear, that women will be fat? Will be fatter than their pictures. Oh my God, that's awful. 
Well, it is what it is. So (laughs) I guess, I guess for that situation, though, the conversation should not have gone on that long. I mean, you're right. It was just like one or two days, maybe. It was enough for me to like... One or two days of texting? Yeah, but like one sentence a day. It wasn't really... Right. No, I would have to see it, but... um, But I prefer the way that you say it. But I would say, look, like every time... It's not for nothing. Like every time we engage in these conversations that are flagging something that makes us uncomfortable, and what I did with that guy was highly unusual... It takes something out of us. You it know, does. It just, it's just like a little ping, a little chip, a little. And then we become so hardened. And so that when we do meet a guy who's genuinely sweet and like wants to get to know us and is just just does not know what he's doing. We're so shut down that we're not actually able to see who that person is. And we miss the opportunity. And, you know, do the do the math. Like how many dates has you know, I'm talking, you know, women that are listening to this that have been single for more than 10 years, five years, whatever it is, like, do the math. How many dates have you really been on? Like, you know, it's not saying there's anything wrong with us, but let's just like, take a step back, write your list, like, what was your pattern? This pat, these things happen over and over again. What was your pattern, you know, and then think about shaking it up, like disrupting that pattern, because what else are you going to do? It's just going to keep happening. Well, I also just like the really important thing that you're saying here is is about taking ownership of it. Whereas I think especially in online dating, a lot of us can get into this blame cycle of like, I mean, I'm hearing myself even saying it just right mm-hmm. now, like talking about how I'm having uh, experiencing frustrations with uh, the way that guys communicate with me. But um, being able to step back and check your own, be- and that's the only thing you can really control in this that's whole situation. And to be control. accountable to yourself and say like, well, instead of saying, well, what's wrong with these guys or what am I doing wrong? It's just to reflect back on like what the situation is and how can I approach this in a healthier, happier way? So if this goes on for however much longer, it's been 10 years for me as well. If it goes on for another 10 kill me but if it gives up for now you know if i'm really truly single for 20 years i don't want to be miserable that entire time it's just part of who i am it's part of my life process it's part of well i, I think also i mean this idea that i've been playing with first of all there are no you know there are no rules because every person you're interacting with is unique the way that we think about dating is so antiquated it's so the way that we think about partnership the way that we think about marriage like marriage might have been an institution based on our agrarian roots and infant mortality and like now we can have babies on our own you know women can make enough money to support themselves and these are the women that I work with in New York City and really this idea of the one, you know, I need to date to find the one. I'm going to be really serious. Like, what if it's the one in – what if it's five? <laughs> right. What if it's 50? <laughs> like, yes, please. Like, who's making this shit up? Right. Honestly. Honestly. Because it's it's myth and it's – we see happy couples all the time and we see people that aren't happy. And frankly, I see a lot more people that are looking for the one than have the one. And – I mean, sometimes I, this is a feminist podcast, so I can say this. Well, I'd say it anyways, but the one, like, is that something that's designed to keep women, like, being so pious and so, like, you it's, know. Yeah, I mean, historically, it was find, meant to keep women to in, the one. in and marriages. I think to your point of being single, I mean, 
I, you know, I had a friend who unfortunately was was in hospice. And when I went in to see her, her bed was surrounded by her girlfriends, like, mm. you know, and not, I'm not saying that her, the male people in her family didn't care, but all I'm saying is, you know, this notion of like dying old and alone and, you know, people taking care of you, whatever, like we take care of each other. And so if sure you don't do. want to die all, old and alone, take care of your friends and your family. And I mean, I, I bring my own shit to this process too. So I've been single for 10 years and, you know, it's not always easy for sure. Um, but I, I think it's really interesting the way that the way that we treat single people, yeah, you know, yeah. like it's it's very like it's it's aggressive and it makes them feel bad. And this whole like, why are you still single? And my response to that, honestly, honestly, is why are you still married? And why are we having this conversation? <laughs> oh, woman, I because love you so are much. You, are we all questioning the choices that we're making just because you're married? Like oh, it's so sad that you had kids. Well, it's too bad that you had them too. Like, I'm going to Tulum next week and I don't have to hire a babysitter. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I have kids, I love them, but it's just like, it is built into the way that we speak, that yes. we disrespect the status of single. We Absolutely. see it as you're not, a, you're not a fully formed person. Mm -hmm. You're not a fully formed person until you find your person. And... Actually, I think single people need to step up and really have fun. If that means sleeping with five guys at the same time, great. If that means not sleeping with anybody, great. But fucking step up and like enjoy, enjoy your freedom, cultivate choice, you know, like flex it. Because when you find your person, there are a lot of things you're not going to be allowed to do anymore. And That's true. You know, there's this idealization of, of, being in a couple, um, I'm not anti-couple. I think it's beautiful for people to find love and com we're you know, very happy for them. Yes, yes, of course, of course. But um, I'm having a lot of fun. Every day is not great, but most days are pretty great. Good so. for you, and I am too. Can we just high five? Yeah, we're gonna high five across the table here, you guys, <laughs> um, because you're so on board with everything that I um, I think about on a daily basis. That's uh, the whole reason why I started this podcast about elevating the status of single women is not a negative state at all. Um, I love everything that you have shared with us today, and I I love the fact truly that you are single because it just brings like a, a humanness to what you're trying to teach others and share with others as well. We're all part of this whole crazy journey about figuring out what the F is going on. No, so, totally. <laughs> thank you so much oh, for being here, Grace. I truly me. appreciate it. it. Um, and if you guys want to learn more about Grace, you can go to her website. I'm going to put the link in the comments um, in the description of the episode. Um, if you want to continue the conversation, I'm sure she would love to hear from you and she would love to coach you too. So we'll set you up with that if you guys are interested. Uh, that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for listening. Listening. Catch you next time on Hashtag Single.